Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. And I about screwed up and said my name before you said yours. You did the introduction and I'm like, oh, that's my turn. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> That's, that's okay. You know, that actually would have been perfect because right before I was getting ready to say my name, I was trying to think of something funny to say instead of my name. And I couldn't come up with anything. And I might have if you interrupted me. That's too late Okay, now. let's start over. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not restart the recording, you know, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Our listeners should be thankful that we are so humorous and giving, giving. with our jocularity. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thanksgiving time. Hooray. Yay! Time for turkey. Time for toast. Jelly beans. Yes. Wait, that's another episode. <laughs> oh, it is. That's right. <laughs> that may not be this year. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like it after what we just talked about before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. Ooh, that's a drink. Yay. <laughs> yes, it is. Speaking of drink, uh, as I take one. What are you drinking? You, you're having? Uh, uh, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me beer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, I'll go first. I'm having Slasher. Uh, Scarlet Lane, the one of the ones I talk about quite a bit, one of the horror brewing company brew pubs I go to, and it is a roasted pumpkin seed ale. Ooh, yes, yes, I want to try that one when when, when things good. get back to where pie. I can like tr- pumpkin go back up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, they'll have it next Halloween. They literally only sold it for three days: yeah. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from 30th Halloween and then November 1st. That's the well, only time they had it. Well. With any luck, by this time next year, fingers crossed. Um, yes, I can. I can be moved back up there, but we'll see. Yeah, damn it, COVID, you bastards. Yes. But, yeah, it's good. And I figured it's also a Thanksgiving episode, and you know, some sort of pumpkin seed pumpkin thing is still appropriate for Thanksgiving. It's not just yeah. Halloween. True. Huh. What are you having? Well, I am thankful that I found a beer I had not tried before. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, what is it? Um, it's a little late in the year to be having one of these, but uh, I found it and I thought, screw it. I haven't had it. I'll get it because it, it'll still be good. And it's, it is good. Um, it's a Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. Oh, I do like me Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to guess that I've had this here in Nevada, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I, I have not. Well, I, I have now. <laughs> How is it? <laughs> it's good. good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm not sure I'll find it this year, but maybe I'll look next year a little bit harder. I, I found it at the grocery store on the rack where they put the individual beers so you can do your own six pack. No, oh, that's the best. That way, if yeah. it sucks, you only you only wasted one. Yes, <laughs> and you know what else I found on that rack that I I haven't actually had yet, that I almost had tonight instead of the Oktoberfest, <laughs> was Sierra Nevada's pumpkin ale. 
That sounds like a nice rack. It is. I like nice racks. So bountiful. <laughs> Speaking of bountiful things, <laughs> besides nice racks, <laughs> and Jody's cornucopia of beer that he brought home. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, golly, I'm hot tonight. <laughs> the peach, hon. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, so what, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, we are talking about um, is Ar Arlo? Arlo. Arlo Guthrie? Yes, Arlo. Ar Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. Ooh, Why are you perennial... asking me? This was your idea. <laughs> I know. I, was a, I needed a drink. <laughs> Asshole. So what are we talking about, Jody? Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> you say that as if that's an insult. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Arlo. Alice. Ray. Yes. Roy. Whatever her husband's name is. I got it in here someplace. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to keep going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I, the reason why I suggested doing this episode is because when I was a teenager, uh, WZZQ out of Terrell, Indiana, classic rock station that was there before the shitty classic rock station. Fucking Ed Zeppelin, you fucking fuck. <laughs> um, would, would, uh, would play the song every Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, the first couple times I heard it, I just happened to catch it. And then I'd try to actually listen and find out if I could, you know, because it's great. I, my yeah. whole family would come over for Thanksgiving, cousins, aunts, uncles, extended, you know, all big. So that was my nice 20 minutes, because it's a long-ass song, of yep. humor and jocularity. And, you know, I didn't even get half the references as a teenager growing up in the Midwest. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. I listened to WZZQ as well. I, I never caught it. I, I I guess Thanksgiving Day. I just never turned the radio on because I never heard him play it. I, yeah, I, I literally it earlier in the day. Yeah, I I literally never had never heard the song until this week. I I had heard of it. Um, I didn't realize the song was going to be as funny as it was. But <laughs> but but I will tell you this: if you've never heard it, when you listen to it, you can tell within the first two lines of the song. It's gonna be funny. <laughs> it's it's good. It's it's a well, eighteen and a half minute song, and it just it's it's a based on true stories. Like the the song itself is a running commentary of things that happened to Arlo Guthrie and his yeah. friends, and it's just so damn hilarious. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I'm going to give a heads up now and just say that all my little notes here are just little things I've circled in interviews that I printed off in red. So I'm going to be going back and forth and back and forth. But, but I, I will say, I think one of the things that drew me to the song was not just the humor, but I kind of dug the storyteller thing with that finger picking type of, you know, cause Jody yeah. and I are guitarists. And by this time of my life, the first time I actually heard it and knew what, you know, was going on. I'm like, Oh, it's fucking great. I've yeah. been playing for, uh, quite a few years so i'd started finger picking i'm like that's 
really kick ass. And yeah. it's only recently that I knew it's like a folk music type of style called Piedmont picking, but it's you know kind of a African and blues based jazzy type of thing. And it's just fucking yeah. great. Um, well, weren't they, uh, where were the Guthrie's from? No, cause, cause his dad is, his, yeah, his, his dad is, um, or was, but was, yeah, he passed yeah. away. Actually, he passed away just after Arlo, uh, recorded this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, there's crap, a what was funny his... story they, they tell in the face, uh, Woody Guthrie. Woody, Woody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a funny story they tell that he recorded it and the manager, the manager was the manager of both of them. The manager took it over when Woody was in the hospital and he heard it and they're like, that's what killed him. Cause he literally died. Like, I don't think Arlo got to hear what his dad thought about it before he died. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, Woody was born in, uh, o- uh, Oklahoma. Okay. And, uh, of course Arlo was born in Brooklyn, New York. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, they knew all the folk people. They knew uh, from our folk episodes. Pete Seeger, we talked about him. Yes, yeah. Pete Seeger turned Arlo onto this style of, of picky. One of them, you know, there mm-hmm. there were others. But, you know, that, that's somebody we talked about. Mississippi John Hurt, who's a blues artist. You know, so he yeah. knew these guys who would who would play this type of music. Yes, yeah. Um, I actually, I, I have a Mississippi John Hurt album. And uh, very good, very good. I was, I was, the reason I was asking where they're from, I, I, because I, I know Piedmont is usually associated with um, the Carolinas and, uh, well, the Piedmont region, Carolinas and Virginia. That would make sense. Yeah. So that's, I couldn't, uh, but I, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that Woody wasn't from there. <laughs> no. <Nope>. Yeah. Jody <laughs> uh, had mentioned you start listening to the song and you know it's hilarious and and it is it's it's a shaggy dog type of song where it's 18 and a half minutes and it's just a yep. story that goes on and on and on but it it actually does like it's not just repetitive shaggy dog joke yeah the shaggy dog joke is a no joke it, that just goes on and on and on and and like the punchline is usually horrible yeah but, <laughs> which is why we don't use punchlines <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's he talks while he finger picks, and there's a little bit of singing. But <laughs> it's uh, songs called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant, but Alice's Restaurant's not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song, and that's why I called the song Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, and of course, it is a Thanksgiving song because it occurs on thanksgiving the song starts at thanksgiving and, and i'm not sure if we want to go into like the parts of the song or not um, um well I, that's up to you i i mean i we can <laughs> yeah, yeah we should what the hell okay we can we can go into parts of the song then i've got little contextual things and i think you had some things so yeah we'll just kind of start going and try to keep it semi-organized <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah thanksgiving Arlo and his friend uh, go visit uh, their friends, uh, Alice, and uh, like I said, I had his name here someplace. I don't know where the fuck it went to, yeah. um, but Alice's husband. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they own a restaurant, but of course, they're not at the restaurant. They're actually at the church that they live in, and because they own this whole damn church and they lived in the upper part, they just used the bottom part for trash, and because the Thanksgiving meal was so good, our mm-hmm. friend and his friend 
decided to go and, and get rid of trash, but it being Thanksgiving, the dumpster closed. And by the way, the friend's name is uh, Richard Robbins. And that, okay. That's not always out there. Because I actually found the newspaper clipping from the arrest record, which happens because they can't dump the trash at a place. So they find another spot where somebody had already dumped trash and thought, well, actually, that's part of the song. Because, yeah. you know, well, he talks about it's better to have one big pile of trash than two small piles of trash. <laughs> yeah. And what is it something like? And we found another pile of trash and thought it'd be easier to throw ours down than bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. <sighs> then the police find the, the trash pile and, and find uh, I, the, the song kind of is ambiguous or makes it sound like it's Arlo. I think it's the husband's envelope. And they yeah. called the house and and Arlo and his friend admit to it and stuff. So yeah, they, they, the song starts by them dumping trash and getting caught and having to pick it up and going to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, spent a, uh, with a, a night in jail or something. Did they? I don't know. That's what I couldn't, because it, 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 it didn't sound like it was, well, because they, they had to wait for, they had to wait for the judge. Right. I, I don't think they actually have to stay the night. They got busted, like the cop, the, and the Officer Obi, the, yeah. the name in the song is the person who came, like he called, and then they talked, and then they had to go over. And I yeah. don't think they actually have to stay the night in jail from what I read of the background, but the lyrics do make it sound that way. And maybe that's, you know, I couldn't find any interview where he talks about staying in jail. But yeah, mm-hmm. the interview's like, well, I need your money and your your belt. And he's like, well, I understand why you're taking my money so I don't buy anything in my prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, to belt to prevent hanging. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know for sure. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, he, in the song, he, I don't remember that he disclosed exactly how long it was, but it just sounded, oh, you know, true. well, and they didn't, if I remember right, they, the cops didn't call him until the next day anyway. Right. So the cops called him on Friday. Right. Yeah. So they would have got arrested on a Friday, and I, you know, I don't know how busy the court would have been in the late '60s on a Friday. Maybe the court wouldn't, you know. But then you also have to wait for the judge to come in. I don't know. Does the judge have Friday off? <laughs> I don't uh, know. <laughs> that's true. I had something on that. And I'm trying to find it, but I'm also yeah. not going to stress. <laughs> well, and actually, actually, that's what it did. Was it the next day that the cops called him? I'm not sure if it's the next day or if it even could have been Saturday. Here we go. Okay. Uh, first time I started talking about the vents, it started the night that Officer Obi called. He called in the daytime, in the morning, which would have been the Friday after Thanksgiving, 1965. Uh, the okay. was released, by the way, in 67. Uh, so we went and we picked up the garbage, and we went back and were sitting around the church that night and had the guitar and made up funny little uh, verses for it. So it sounds like the officer called, and told them to pick it up, so they went to pick it up. So they may not have even went in um, to uh, to see before the judge until uh, a wee bit later. Okay. Well, that, then that would make sense that, you know, I mean, because the judge probably has the whole weekend off. <laughs> Especially Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I could, I could see, you know, Monday or something, the following Monday being when they'd actually go to be in front of the judge. Yep, think they had to pay fifty dollar fine, and but it's <laughs> but, hey kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of half a ton of garbage. I just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, I cannot tell a lie. 
I put that envelope under the garbage. <laughs> so, uh, you know, most of us probably have like that cousin or, or uncle or, or somebody who has that like sort of offbeat, beatnik, off kilter, hippie, sort of odd sense of humor that is completely <laughs> just irreverent. Uh -huh. <laughs> and mine is my cousin, Mike. And this, whenever I hear it, like, I didn't know, really know my cousin Mike well until as an adult, but after hanging out with him for, you know, we worked together actually for a while. And then I went back and I heard the song some more. I'm like, oh my fucking God, that sounds just like my cousin Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, just because it's deadpan and just, uh, it's so sarcastic oh, yeah. that you're not even sure he's being sarcastic sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it is it was an awesome song i'm glad i listened to it i'm definitely going to start listening to it more oh <laughs> uh, uh, it's great and i love the part where and i don't think this part's completely true where they they go to the crime scene and there's all sorts of people there and you know yeah. everything's being done it's not quite it's not quite that but but officer obi did take a picture and did have like some visual proof of what happened and the judge that they went to see is was blind. Was blind. <laughs> uh, that officer, part's true. kind of pissed uh, off the officer. Officer Obi with his twenty-seven eight by ten glossy photos, <laughs> glossy <laughs> collar photos, <laughs> circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the seeing eye dog for the blind judge. <laughs> 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 and looked at the seeing eye dog and back at the glossy pictures and began to cry. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was funny. Oh, uh, man. And that next part, talking about the draft. And this, so that first part, they made these, like, they wrote a lot of these together. Yeah. Arlo and his friends, Alice and, and, and everybody. And I'll, I'll find the husband's name here as we go through the notes. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, finished it sort of that, and then he started adding things because other things came true. Uh, and this, I don't have my notes in front of me, but Arlo initially went off to college, uh, I think to Billings, Montana, to do a degree in forestry. Okay. And he came back to have Thanksgiving with his friends, and, and then he dropped out of school because that was the whole time of uh, the environment and people protesting, and you know, 67 or. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 67, so this is 65. Mm -hmm. And so he dropped out of school, and having thusly dropped out of school, made him eligible for the draft. The draft. To go to <laughs> the Vietnam War. Vietnam War. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, if you thought the first part was comedic whatsoever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Before you get into this, I pulled this up on YouTube. What I watched was uh, somebody did a lyric video where it was the audio and then they had all the words would pop up on the screen. So I was, I was reading along. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. This part was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into the recruiter and the recruiter tells him to go see the psychiatrist. Uh -huh. <laughs> he goes in there and goes, shrink. I want to kill. I mean, I want to, I want to kill, kill. I want to, want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And he started jumping up and down and me and we were both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. The sergeant came over, picked the metal on me, sent me down the hall and said, 
you're a boy. <laughs> you're good about it. Uh-huh. Proceeded on down the hall, get more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they were doing to me at the thing there. <laughs> uh, and uh, but the best part, of course, is then they, they ask him if he'd ever been, been arrested. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre, which is a term, not massacre. Massacre is like a, a funky term for, um, shit, I have that here someplace too, but <laughs> it's like a <laughs> long, snappy story with all sorts of embellishments and, and, and crap. And I'll, I'll give you the, the much better thing when I start going through my notes soon. But for now, you know, and I'm like, yeah, and I told him the story of full orchestration and five-part harmony, and <laughs> he stopped mm-hmm. me and said, kid, did you ever go to court? And I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one, because I, this, the repetitive part kills me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he stopped me right there and said, kid, I want you to go sit on that bench that says Group W, which is where they put you if you're not sure if you're moral enough to join the army after committing your special crime (laughs) and and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly looking people on the bench there, mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. meanest ugliest nastiest one the meanest father raper of them all was coming over to me and he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things and he sat down to me and said kid what did you get i said i didn't get nothing i had to pay fifty dollars and pick up garbage florissa for littering and they all moved away from me on the bench (laughs) and so i said in creating a nuisance all came back, shook my hand. We had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, all sorts of groovy things. <laughs> but oh man, <laughs> uh, I, I think though, my whole favorite part of this, and this is something I did get even as a teenager. Uh huh, Sergeant, you got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean that just I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the Group W bench because you want to know if I'm moral enough to join the Army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bug. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit. It is. <laughs> it is a great protest anti-war song (laughs) you know i've got some notes about that it's it's not anti-war it's it is anti-stupid anti-stupidity well that's okay yeah maybe that's a better way of looking at it yeah well i wouldn't i always thought that too honestly until yesterday when i print off these damn notes about (laughs) the same thing but i have but i happen to find a npr and a vox and a Rolling Stone, as much as we don't like Rolling Stone, article, yeah. you know, interviews with them. He's like, no, the people who run the world, it's a good thing they're stupid because they don't get very far with it. Eventually, they don't do it anymore. <laughs> and, and he, Arlo, even believes in just war. Like, he thinks there is a time for a just war if, you know, the conditions are right. And it's just, oh, yeah. they're well, still run by stupid people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would say America entering World War II was a just war 
uh, yeah, there are times where, you know, you have to help other people or you mm-hmm. are attacked first. And World War II is kind of both of those because we didn't yeah. get in until we were attacked. As much as FDR was trying to push us into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, sorry, completely different podcast. <laughs> Won't say what I agree or disagree with him on politically. I'm just going to say he lied to get us in the war. <laughs> yep. So, Democrats and Republicans alike have done it. Our whole countries. Eh, anyway, sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Tangent. Tangent alert. <laughs> oh, drink. I just get my pine up to my face. <laughs> ah. See? Echo, echo, echo. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to sing it, but he talks about it. He gets the, it's recorded live and he gets the audience singing and everything. Mm-hmm. And oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's an 18 half minute song. But at the end, though, he's like, I've been singing this song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud or tired. <laughs> He's trying to get the audience to sing, and yeah, uh, just uh, wait, wait. So trying to get the audience to sing with the five-part harmony and the full orchestration too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and if you and if you're ever called up to go to war, you can just go in there and <laughs> tell them about Alice's restaurant. They'll probably let you go. And if two of you go in there and do it in harmony, uh, they they may think you're trying. Oh, here's a neat thing. He after he sang it live for a while, he stopped doing it. But uh-huh. now he does it on like the decade anniversaries. Oh, the okay. original song uses a term that's now derogatory and he changes it. And in his latest iteration, he actually says, so here, we'll just say, shouldn't use this term. How's that? Yeah. But the line is, if you do it, two people in harmony, they may think you're both faggots and they won't take either of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, he actually will change it. And his latest one is, They'll think you're trying to get married in Kentucky as a reference to that Kim Davis county clerk person who has an objection to gay people getting married Yeah. and without getting into religion, then don't fucking work for the public. You're not there for your religion. You're there for your public. Yep. Lady. Well, I don't know that I'd call her a lady, but I'm trying to be nice because she is too happy <laughs> out, of, out of all the people we've insulted i can see that bitch being the one to get all up in a panty knot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but it's just my opinion that she's a bitch you know True. Yeah. as an entertainer and that right there will protect us you fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> well I, I will agree with you <laughs> Uh, and I and I think most of the country would, well, at least half of the country would. Anyway, over half. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yep, tangent. Ooh, damn, I'm running out of slasher. I had and my. Okay, I got another beer. I had my beer in my hand, bringing it to my face when you said tangent. Yeah. Oh shit! Tangent. <laughs> ah, damn it! Yeah, I did that on purpose. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got some context and stuff we can talk about, but uh, I mean, I'm happy to keep going on about the song. There was a section of the song I was thinking, um, I was thinking it was the sergeant at the at the draft board. He went off on this rapid fire string of words. <laughs> yep. So 
Sergeant came over, had piece of, had some paper in his hand, held it up and said, kids, this piece of paper got 47 words, 37 cents, 58 words. We want to know details of the crime, time of the crime, and any other kind of thing you got to say pertaining to and about the crime. I want to know arresting officer's name, any kind of thing you got to say, and talk for 45 minutes. And nobody understood a word he said. We, we, had, we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. And I filled out the mass creep four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was, and everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah god see that repetitive stuff and that's part of a shaggy dog you know attribute thing too but uh it's <laughs> yeah it's no, i'm glad you enjoyed it i I didn't realize you'd never actually let i i know you no. mentioned something about not really knowing it well but i'm not sure if i caught that you'd never heard it before i yeah i had, I had never heard it before and i in all honesty, I thought it was going to be more serious than it was. And then, but then I, I start listening to it. And like I said, two lines into the song and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be funny. <laughs> and it was uh, awesome. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I can't I believe after all these years, I had never tried to listen to it. Um, you know, like oh, I said, yeah, if you don't know I, what it is. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I know WZZQ, you, you said they played it every year and I just never, I never caught it, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I'm glad I did because that was awesome. <laughs> I, th I think I got lucky. I was just listening to ZZQ in the morning, you know, I stayed up in my room because too much stuff going downstairs waiting for everybody to arrive and it just came on. I'm like, well, you know, I started playing and like you first few lines, I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 14, 15 years old and, I I don't understand quite all of it, but I understand a lot of it, and it's all hilarious. <laughs> I understand enough. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I do remember in junior high, maybe, or early high school, I had to do a paper on the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. where I had to pick out, like, something that was like that, and I picked the Vietnam or something like that. So, you know, by this time, I, I even though we missed the war, I still knew about it, and there, all the more reason is to do a little bit of educating for yourself. So when you hear awesome, great political commentary satire, you understand the context. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, I said that word, didn't I? You did say content. I have to open up another beer. Still I'll let you take the beer. drink for, for us this time while I open up a beer called Taxman Hop Audit Indiana Harvest. So I've mentioned Taxman before. It's just using hops grown in Indiana. Ooh, nice. Who's your hops? Who's your hops? Those are. <laughs> not going to ask you who's your daddy. <laughs> or, or who's here. <laughs> uh, which we mentioned in a previous episode, so kudos to anybody who got that reference. Yep. From, from us. Kudos, I guess, if you knew it anyway. Bastards. Yeah. D did you uh, make any notes or anything, or... All right. Well, my notes may be a little repetitive. Uh, my notes may be a little repetitive. <laughs> I saw what you did there. And I'm leaving that in when I edit this. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, no, <laughs> things on various interviews and, and what's not, which is a drink, by the way. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, so I may have circled the same things on different interviews. We'll see. Okay. 
Oh, that's some good hops. Damn, that's a good IPA. Shit. Yes, they are. They're from Indiana. That's right. Mm, Midwest hops. Earthy and pragmatic. Shit. All right, so uh, Guthrie cited a couple of people. Uh, We already talked to the musicians a bit, but he cited two comedians for inspiration as far as writing the lyrics, one of whom was Beat Generation comedian Lord Buckley. Uh, I I know almost nothing about him. I just printed these off yesterday, read them some yesterday, some today. I I looked up enough to see Beat Generation and to say that we do have an episode eventually that will discuss the differences between the beat generation and the hippies. And, you know, I've, I've got the notes because okay. they, they came from our uh, initial idea of the podcast of the uh, hard rock and heavy metal thing. Um, the other one that was a big inspiration, uh, which he's fallen out of a little bit of favor now is Bill Cosby. Yeah, he talked about going to see him at uh, the show. And you know, this is back before Bill got huge mm-hmm. and, uh, He'd go and he'd even like to go like multiple times to listen to the same story because he liked how Bill told the stories. And, and, and Bill was great at that, regardless of what failings Bill has had. <laughs> um, he, he, was, he was a brilliant comedian. Uh, first time it was performed publicly was on Radio Unnameable, the overnight program hosted by Bob Faust on New York radio station WBAI one evening in 1966. And uh, again, I should mention that it was based off of 1965, but it was released October 1967. Just in time for Thanksgiving. In time for Thanksgiving. So, yep, he had already worked on it and performed it in 66 and did it a few times on the same station, 66 and 67. And, you know, then got recorded and released. And there's, uh, the, yeah, I'm not going to bore everybody with some of the recording things because it's not that big of a deal where he did a couple of different things. Uh, but I did want to mention that he performed it at the Newport Folk Festival in 1967 in a, a breakout session. And that was so good that he did it in front of the whole audience because we mentioned the Newport Folk Festival in our folk arc. Yes. Did that, did that. Ray, huh? I did get the name of the husband right. I said Ray or Rod. You said Ray. Yeah, that was one of those guesses I made. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Alice and Ray, yeah, they, uh, by the time the song was actually released, the restaurant they owned and operated had already shut down. It didn't last very long, mm. but you know, that's okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they were afraid Alice was, uh, by the way, Born six years before Arlo. She's born in 1941. He's born in 19, of course, 47, if you do the math. <laughs> ah, here's that quote on uh, where it's about stupidity. Well, it's celebrating idiocy, you might say. I mean, thank God that the people that run this world are, are not smart enough to keep running it forever. <laughs> you, they get a handle on it for a while. They get their 15 minutes of fame. But then inevitably, they disappeared. And we have a few brief years of just hanging out and being ourselves. <laughs> Which nice. he, he actually talked about. He talked to people, and I, I think it's true. You get a few years that just suck, and then you get a few years where everything's just kind of cool. It keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Funny story. I don't even think I have this one marked off, but I thought it was funny. Is that because of the length of the song, it wasn't able to be recognized like as a top hit because mm-hmm. it's too long. And 
so he's only been recognized for a hit for uh, what's the song? New Orleans. Um, oh shit! Uh, yeah, the song about the train. Yeah, that one. Yeah, city. He's, he's yeah, city of better. New Orleans. City of New Orleans. City of New Orleans. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, because that's yep, the name. That's of the, that was yeah, that's the name of the train. Which I yeah. think does still run between like Nashville and New Orleans, or Chicago and New Orleans. Cool. I think. Yeah, not Nashville. No, it would have been Memphis and New Orleans. I don't know why I said Nashville. Because I, 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 I had a friend that would, um, I had a friend that's actually ridden that. And uh, it's what well, he talked about. He had to, uh, you know, and, and he, he would have been from here in Huntsville. And he, he talked about having to drive from Huntsville to Memphis to get on the train to go to New Orleans. Well, cool. I like trains. Not as much as Sheldon, but I like trains. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my point was, he's still better known for Alice's Restaurant, and everybody wants him to sing it. And he said, I would call it the Ricky Nelson Syndrome, because people are always can you know, just do the one day song all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's the quote on, uh, let's see. Never thought of it being particularly anti-war because there may be times when the war is appropriate. I can't think of many times, but there are times. And so I'm not an idealist in that sense. And so it's not an anti-war song, but you can't run a war being that stupid. You won't succeed in the war and you won't succeed in other things too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, gracious my. See, oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't conglomerate I, mine. Oh, ooh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just, um, because you're talking about... Um, people being stupid and uh I, I wanted to find this quote and i i remembered that i actually shared the memory on facebook from where i originally posted this <laughs> uh, so this is a quote from frank zappa um that has nothing to do with, with it has nothing to do with arlo guthrie's song but um it does have to do with stupidity <laughs> so frank zappa once said and i don't know when but, uh, but frank zappa once said some scientists claim that hydrogen because it is so plentiful, is the basic building block of the universe. I dispute that. I say that there is plenty more stupidity than hydrogen, and that is the basic building block of the universe. <laughs> uh, that's why I started laughing. I remember you resharing it <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs> I found Massacre. Oh, cool. Okay. Massacre, and this comes from which article is this? Uh, this is the Vox. Um, a massacre is a series of absurd events. Okay. Which the actual Wikipedia, I hate sometimes quoting Wikipedia because I know Wikipedia gets their things from the sources I also get, so I prefer to go the original, but Wikipedia yeah. has a better, it actually gives where the word originates from you know, in the Appalachian area and, and it's derived from massacre. So, you know, that, so yeah. you know, if you're interested, look it up, but yeah, a massacre series of just bizarre events. So you could say the movie, this is spinal tap. <laughs> That's a massacre. It's a massacre. Yeah. <laughs> this is spinal taps massacre. <laughs> genius. <laughs> Would you like to know a neat thing about Alice's restaurant and the Nixon administration? Yes. All right. So this actually comes from 
Alice's Restaurant, The Massacre Revisited, which he redid all of the Alice's Restaurant songs live and put it back out in 1996 as a, a sort of, you know, almost decade sort of thing, you know, year yeah. is 29. Uh, but he talks about meeting President Jimmy Carter's son, Chip, who tells, you know, Chip being the son, new things that happened in the White House, told him uh, uh, a discovery of an open copy of Alice's Restaurant left behind by the Nixon family, leading to speculation on the fact that the title song and the gap in the Watergate tapes are both 18 and a half minutes in length. <laughs> I think I didn't see that reference. I think not. <laughs> yeah. I think I did see that reference when I was uh, when I looked something up the other day on Wikipedia. I think <laughs> I've seen that reference somewhere before. Let's put it that way. Could have been uh, that that I actually pulled from Wikipedia because I, I did some of the links and you know get a little yeah. bit of background. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I have nothing on the movie, by the way, because they made a movie out of it, and they actually had some of the people, like the officer and the judge, actually came in and played themselves. Oh wow! Because they they even kind of thought the whole thing was sort of bizarre, and, <laughs> and oh, I'll cool. have to look that up. <laughs> where where can you find such uh, a film, James? Uh, I I I don't know IMDb, Hulu. Oh, I I mean, where did you find it? Oh, I didn't find the film. I just oh, found you just looked I it up. Oh, okay. made, oh, I see what you're saying. That's why it caught me off guard. Oh, I just saw that they made the film while I was doing the research. Fuck oh. I know. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll look. You know, I, no, I, wait. I, I looked this up on YouTube. All I found were the music. The, the, yeah, the, the like the lyric videos and stuff. I didn't see a film. So. I have to well, look into not that. like the film is probably all that, you know, fantastically well known. <laughs> But yeah, you never know. So I have nothing about it other than that little bit, you know. Okay. Although I'm typing in as we talk now, Alice's Restaurant Film, where to watch my, it's on Prime Video. Don't know if you have to pay for it, but get it on Prime. Prime Video. According to Google. I, got, I don't really have anything else either, so that's why I'm looking up to. Hey, Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant. This video is unavailable. I'm looking on my phone though, so I don't know. I am too. Means. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably. I've I've actually got a bunch of stuff saved on my. Well, I can put it on my watch list. I got a bunch of stuff saved on my watch list that's actually not available right now. Um, I think sometimes uh, they just kind of go through and put stuff on and take stuff off. So. Yes, it is not available to watch in your location right now. So maybe some of our. Listeners from around the world can watch it in their location, True. but we cannot watch it here, at least in the States, for free. Well, not at all right now. Right. Bastards. But I'm going to put it on my watch, watch list anyway, because maybe some point down the road, it'll be available. That is true. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that you said, you know, look things up. I, I have nothing else. I just, uh, you know. 18 and a half minute song, but it's worth it. Put it on a car drive or listen to Thanksgiving morning or something. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up on Thanksgiving and listen to it. I suppose we can let our listeners go then. Let them okay. go and listen to some Alice's Restaurant or maybe the Beatles. 
I'm only I'm, saying that because I'm doing that stupid John Paul <laughs> accent as perfected by Sam Kinison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have anything else, my good man? Um, not about this, no. I should really get that checked. <laughs> Just don't pop it until we're off this call, please. <laughs> Well, in that case, we should let y'all go, but we would like to remind you to rate us on iTunes and check us out on iTunes or Spotify and share us on social media and tell your friends and, well, I'd say loved ones, but if you want them to say loved ones, I'm not positive about that. <laughs> tell your acquaintances about us who you're ambiguous about. <laughs> yeah. Even people you don't like. <laughs> yeah, they may like us. Yeah. Unless you See, tell us not and, to. And then you'd have something in common, and you may start to like each other. Yeah. And before you know it, there'll be conventions and orgies in our name. Woohoo! So, before we massacre any longer, <laughs> I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Haha, uh, you have no proof. <laughs> <laughs> proof of what? I'm not saying. <laughs> That'd be proof. <laughs> All right, we better start recording. Damn it. Yes. Because, you know, you, you made me on. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I have no uh, idea how to start this one either, unless we just say, hey, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. If you don't start none, there won't be none. Yeah, that's a good point. If we don't start the episode, there won't be an episode. <laughs> you keep the jockey whatever away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Put that away. <laughs> don't touch us. <laughs> uh, when I was in college and working at the, the radio station in college, uh, at the college radio station, um, we, we ran a program on the history of the blues, and they, they talked about uh, – uh, there's a third one that I think is mostly associated with Texas, but they, they, they said the, 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 the three main blues styles, and like I said, I think that third one was Texas, but were, uh, they were Delta and Piedmont were the other two. And yeah, you're right. That, that P, the Piedmont style was, was more of that finger-picking style. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm a Delta blues oh, yeah. guy, but they're... And actually, you can take some of that out if you want. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe okay. some in. Oh, no, wait. I'm editing this episode. Yeah, uh, I talked Jody into doing this episode. And then as I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to. And Jody's like, no, no, let's do it. I'm like, all right, but you get to edit it. And he's like, all right. Then I started researching a little more. I'm like, oh, no, this is kind of fucking cool. I don't care. Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. And then, Math right. is hard. Said Barbie. Did Because the Simpsons lampooned that. I didn't know the toy actually said that. I think it did. I, I I know there was a big controversy over something that the talking Barbie said because it made it seem like girls weren't smart enough to do math and science. <laughs> it's a tangent and I'm out of beer. Nothing terribly apropos, but that's okay. I'll take a drink for you. Okay. Oh, I, I, I do have good. rum in the room, but I got to get up to get it and I'm not going to. <laughs> Stop. Just give me the search. Uh, No. You can't. Oh, wait. What the hell? Gave me the wrong damn thing. Damn it.
Oversharing seems to be the problem, not undersharing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm probably going to take that out. <laughs> oh, I, I figured. <laughs> my wife's trying to mess around. She knocked on the window, so I looked over, and it took me a second to see her because my light's on and it's dark outside. <laughs> what the hell? She didn't know. I know I didn't flinch. Do you think you're just going to try to scare me? Yeah. Ha ha. I thought you I'm smooth, baby. I'm smooth. <laughs> She thought she was going to scare me. Uh -huh. I thought you'd at least flinch. Nope. Well, if it makes you feel better, my skin did like get goosebumps for a second.